of wrongdoing and rightdoing. There is a field. I'll meet you there. When the soul lies down that grass, the world is too full to talk about. Ideas, language, even the phrase each other doesn't make sense. Hi everyone. Today I'm happy to introduce you to my friend Emil. You will note at the end of this introduction, I mentioned that Meet Me in the Field is now supported by African Travel Kid. Well, Emil is the owner of this exciting travel company and I am happy to have him here to tell us about his thrilling journey. This podcast is supported by the first layer, the 12-step workbook on working through the 12 steps in any addiction in 21 sessions. There is also a 24-day step coaching and counseling program available based on the first layer. For more information in this regard, go to www.freddy.org.za and click through from the notices at the right of the homepage. Meet Me in the Field also enjoys the support of African Travel Kid Adventures and Tours, the travel company that will help you to make the unknown your known. Check them out at africantravelkid.com. Enjoy this special time I spent with this special person. Emil, welcome to Meet Me in the Field, our podcast about spiritual journeys. How are you doing? Awesome. And yourself? I'm very well. Thank Glad you very to be much. here. Thanks thank for having for, me. Yeah. Thank you for making the time. I know you are extremely busy, like all of us, basically. Exactly. Well, all of you, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I think I sometimes just keep myself busy to say that, oh, I'm so busy. But, um, yeah, exactly. But you definitely sound quite hectic. Emil, so. you are still a young man. Yes, I am. But it seems from what I know about you as if life has definitely taken you on a few journeys that has contributed to who and what you are today. Yes, definitely. So let's chat about that a little bit. From what I know about you, you grew up in Stellenbosch. Yes. You are part of a Afrikaans family. Yes, very proud <laughs> Afrikaans family. Very proud Afrikaans family, cool. Structurally. And did you no. grow up religiously or did you grow up with a sense of spirituality in your life? Or Yeah, religion, like I had, like I always had an example of family members, like in my grandparents and my cousins and my aunts and uncles. And the Bible was also a centerpiece and it would be, it would be something that we practiced. Okay. It wouldn't be something that we lived. Okay. But I did have family members that were quite spiritual in the way that they practiced the religion okay. and Christianity and the Dutch Reformed Church. Oh. So, so I did also get a bit of, yeah, so seeing my family and my parents and the way that they would have little phrases just to give them power, I could say. <laughs> Um, yes. And they would use it to manipulate us as children. Something like, you're your father and your mother. Exactly. And that was like <laughs> on, my dad's phrase. That's that's from, that's, honor your father and your mother. Honor your father and your mother. Yeah, yeah that's, that was it. Uh, and and um, they, they would have these kind of quotes. And But, but that was also, because like, I saw a lot of happiness in the church and I did see a lot of sense to religious ideologies okay. and I saw my grandparents happily married and I saw them like people that were glowing okay. but that's because they had the spiritual side of it yes whereas my parents at the time like not that I'm saying like they have changed but they weren't knowing what was going on they were young they were also resentful to the church 
So they had their own issues okay. that they brought into it. But they're like, you have to go. It was like a forced feeling yes. and like it's boring and my dad always would fall asleep. <laughs> and it was just this kind of a... And they stopped going and they were like... So it was something they did just to fit in. Okay. And there would be a lot of fights as a child. So because of all of that aggression I had, you know, seeing my dad be quite abusive. Um, I won't go into detail into that right now. But it was sort of like a facade. It was okay, a, it was something to hide something. And they would always bash the church and say that the, the people that go there are hidden and that they have ulterior motives and they're not honest. So I, I was always just there, but I never knew. Like, I was never, like, really participating. I was okay. also just there to be there. And everything I did, even going through school, I was there just to be there. It was, my mind would also be, when I was, I was, like, probably shell-shocked from what happened at, at the house that I think I led with that trauma. I would go to school, I would go to do things, sport, everything. But I would always have that thought, what if my mom or dad aren't at home? What if one of them have killed each other or themselves? Because the emotional state in the house (laughs) was crazy. As nice and, how can I say, privileged it also was from a, a point of how they provided and how hard they worked, yes, I, I respect them for that. And they have changed. I've realized a lot of, obviously, Christianity and religion has been interpreted over and over and over and over and rewritten, and you can say what you want about it. <laughs> I, I'm just like, but there's to a point where spirituality is so important because yeah. it's not just about going to church doing it's a small little deeds it enables us to do and the, mm. the core of it is love love thyself love thy neighbor that kind of the core values of that is something beautiful yeah. and there's a lot of those things about it that i do like and like even the sex before marriage thing which would be very funny now people especially my is age is that the part you like saying that <laughs> i you know what you know, in a, in a way, because I saw people in healthy relationships, okay. like my grandparents and my aunt, because they were always in this one relationship. And they actually waited, but they went through things together, like through pains. They yeah. lost a child. Mm. They lost, um, and they grew up, and they had this beautiful family and created this thing where my grandma helped my grandpa when he started. He didn't have anything. She finished her degree, she could give, she was busy, she was a teacher, she supported him while he was studying, and he obviously contributed by doing extra work, he was yeah. like a secretary at that time, and he rose to become a director for a tobacco company, oh, wow. and the rest is history, Yeah. but he's had a lot of love around him, okay. and that is where I see when religion is, when the little guidelines, it's there. It's, it doesn't have to be that strict. Nothing yeah. has to be... F- but I know people have felt they've been forced. And I understand that. And yes. I think that's why, you know... And even like going, doing my, my tourism stuff, I read about the, the way that the religious archetypes of the evangelicals that came to South Africa to actually pronounce Christianity to the people, yeah. they started forcing Christianity on them. And they also forced their ways. But they didn't look and say, maybe these people, they're living, they didn't think that the way that they were living was actually 
better to the environment, sustainable. Yeah. So they wouldn't see those little clues yeah. that, oh, I can also learn something. And I think that is so where really like, religion went a little bit. Yeah. So I don't they, know for yourself. So they tried it, it. It sounds as if what I'm hearing is a few things. It's, it's a force. Sometimes yes. it can be forced. So and that's when it's like. They tried to force a, a, a square peg into a round hole. Yes. That's, that's the one thing. The other thing that I'm hearing from you is that in a big way, Christianity or, or the church going part of your family was nearly like a facade. It wasn't really, really felt and it wasn't lived. Mm. And then the last thing that I'm hearing from you is that the picture I'm getting strangely in my head was of Emil like nearly being an extra on a stage during a play. You're there, mm. but you don't really have a voice and you don't have a role and you just go through your paces. Yes. And, and, and that is it. Completely. Okay, cool. So you grew up in Stellenbosch, went to primary and to high school in Stellenbosch. You look like a very, very active type of person. Were you active in sport and those type of things at school? Oh, yes. It was a big escape for me as well. And like I, I remember gymming to get bigger so that I could intimidate. Ah. Oh, yes. Okay. Because of the... So I took everything the wrong way. Everything I got. But I also did some good... Because... I mean, now I go with my grandma to the church and stuff, and I like I take it for what it is, mm. because it's just if it's done peacefully and it's done with an open mind as well. Yeah, open mind. That's yes. it. And the church is changing because I went and I heard the same. There's this community here, and I went to the. It was just also the priest was actually quite honest, and he was talking to the community, this Afrikaans, and he said like. We have become consumers and we have become detached. And that coming from a, a reformed Dutch church yeah. is quite open-minded. <laughs> so <laughs> just in my sense also, I've become open-minded to saying that there might be some method in the madness and they, they have probably got some reasons. I do know that everything's also not great. And, and in all religions, if we have to look at all religions... We're going to all disagree if we look, if we're going to look at all, <laughs> Absolutely, if we're yeah. going to look at, and also humanity, every civilization has committed genocide and in all mm. histories, we've all fought wars in the history and back in there. In the name of religion. In the name of religion, yeah. in the name of, well, greed, let's yeah. call it greed is the number one. I think our mm. one flaw is greed is I think we... We use religion as the reason, but it's greed. Human Humanity's greed. Yeah. The Vikings, back in the day, look how many people they slaughtered. <laughs> they didn't need it. They started trading. They realized we, we're becoming wealthier if we just trade. Yeah. And they stopped uh, slaughter and they stopped fighting and raiding. And now the Nordic countries, it's like the most civilized countries on this planet. Quite the most right? evolved, they've yeah. got the most liberal thinking ideas. And these were so-called barbarians. <laughs> and that is how, but that's yeah. how we can all evolve. And if you hear their ideas and their things about everything, it's quite open and it's quite free. And it's, and that's, I think, what, yeah. which is beautiful is that even religion has a way to change for the better. Okay. And I think, I think it's important that we know that it gives the message, but it's the way we do it. Yeah. And spirituality should be highlighted and not formality. Yeah. I think. So as a 
teenager, did you connect with the church message or was it truly just an action you went through? Just an action. And there was nothing I could make. There was also nothing. um, And there was also no reason for me because I I was not in an environment of where the spirituality was in practice what you preach. It was not. It was completely a powerful thing so that that I can be self-righteous. My family, um, just my personal family, not the rest of the family, but my household that I grew up in was a self-righteous high horse kind of a deal my parentals were, were not were not um, the most uh, honored uh, christians i could say in okay. the way that they would practice so there wasn't really a in your family of origin with your parentals there wasn't deep, deep. there was no serenity but no. also no true role model for you no so so you were actually kind of lost in exactly. terms of exactly this is what what's being taught in a, in an organized structure yes but you don't see that oh, actively anyway. Spot on. You yeah. that's spot on because it was like this this complete it's like, but what does anything matter at the end of the day? That's what my thing was like, what does anything matter? Because of what I what I was sort of confined to. And then I was also at that point because I also did have my grandpa and my grandma's role models, I was also even more quest like more my, like, this just confused you. Confused me so yeah. much, and that's also, and and also because you're like, but this is how it should be in the world. Yeah. But then you're living in a house where it's not like that. Yeah. But then you're taught this is what it should be, and then you go out and you realize, oh my gosh, the world is actually quite a fucked up place, <laughs> <laughs> and oh, it's yeah, like this yeah. roller coaster, <laughs> and it's like uh, there's this, this sort of like you wanted to protect me, you it didn't. And then I went, so I should have probably just been able to say that, you know, it's, it's fine if people have issues and stuff as well. And they don't, but I was not geared with that. I was geared with like, everything is perfect or yeah. you're fucked. I yeah. don't know. Or it's not. It was something that was very confusing, as you said. It sounds as if you went through a very much the same process as I did, where, mm. I, lived, where I entered life and I felt so ill-equipped for life. Yeah. I just didn't know how to how to do this thing that they called life mm-hmm. it feels like everybody around me kind of managed okay and i just didn't yeah so having left school what happened then okay so i studied a little bit and worked for my dad hated it uh, i wasn't grateful as well and i was just like i was over it i was also over the, the whole place i lived in my whole life sort of racism uh, system it's just like a, a cocoon you know of a lot of isms okay and can't can't is a is an amazing word for <laughs> okay. some of these people and now and then it was like okay i did economics two years uh no through unisa and and also i actually didn't know what i wanted to do i didn't enjoy working and because i felt like i didn't have any freedom and i was a little baby about it felt sorry for myself and i wanted to escape i just also like over the whole house thing yeah. my dad and i went the relationship was just bad and it was just even intimidation when i'm trying hard to impress doesn't work i'm just getting bigger gymming a lot more you know started using steroids ah yeah because i wanted to be even bigger and more intimidating yeah. so i was very angry and big man and like strong anyway so 
I decided I wanted to do something and got a yacht, yacht master offshore, uh, yachting license because I had friends that were working on super yachts. Okay. Where did you do that? I did that in Cape Town. Okay. It took about a year. And um, it's a 200 ton skipper's license. And yeah, the next thing you knew, I was in America. Uh, Eventually got away. Yes. <laughs> I, I ran. Exactly. It was, uh, it was this America, you know, land of the brave and the free. Yeah. <laughs> Opportunity. And, um, but you Where get in America were you based? Um, I was in Fort Lauderdale in okay. the beginning. The life is so different. People don't have the struggle. They don't have this economic separation. They don't have the, the, the reality of working, I think, with ground almost. It's like mm. they, they live these fast-paced lives, e-takeaways, and they, they almost don't realize that there's, ne- there's something else. Um, so it was. It was also a good. It was fun. It's an amazing kick because it's so. Because you know what, twenty twenty one years old. Yes, everything's easy. You don't know people. There's everything's easy, and I'm young, and also like I also was frustrated because I couldn't go out here, and I go there, and this is like party central. Mm-hmm. Florida, Miami. This is what year? Lauderdale, two thousand eleven. Eleven. Yes. There you go. I was 20 to 21 and and I get there like I was here I didn't part I was I was uh, definitely drinking a lot in South Africa binge drinking I got there and got work straight away because I worked harder than everybody coming from where I came and like my family was like very go to work yeah you gotta you gotta work harder than everybody else proud of Rikon's work ethic if it's not done it's not done that's how Afrikaners, yeah. I think, as well. I don't know if you're saying South Africans or Afrikaners. I yeah. know my mother taught me that if you want something done perfect, if you want something done well, do it yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So my dad as well. The, the, the consequence of that was that I never learned to delegate. Yes. I just never learned the art of delegation. Oh, yeah. Because if I wanted something done, I did it myself. And then suddenly you find yourself in life as a, in a managerial position and you work yourself into a stupor mm. and all the people below you just kind of, what are we supposed to do? Mm. <laughs> I did start getting into positions where I had people under me and because of my work, it got me there. Yeah. So I'm not going to bash it. Mm. That It's not something that's bad to no, have. It works for us know? for a while and then yeah. suddenly it starts working against us. Yes. Yeah. Um, so are you now skippering or what are you doing? So yeah, then I then I get to the point. No, I was mate after three years, okay. and parties are wild. Ships, parties are wild. Okay. Did my, uh, you know, I would do like a visa run, go to Nicaragua. That's where I did my first drug of choice, cocaine. Okay. And it was like a movie. Um, it was this <laughs> hostel, like just like chicks from all over the world ridiculous like you know australian <laughs> and there was just like this drug dealer guy with his like white vest and i just watched uh Jane, dwayne johnson and uh, dwayne johnson the rock in pain and gain and doing these huge coca- lines of cocaine and i was like oh my god that looks so fun yeah and th- that was my i was like when in rome i would have never yeah i would have never done it had i not been in nicaragua and in okay. central america and it was so prevalent. It was everywhere. And it was just rum and rum and whatever rum. And I was like, fuck it. These rum people, and Coca-Cola. Yeah, and these people <laughs> that are like doing the, the cocaine are actually continuing. And I have to pass out. Fuck that. And then I was like, and it was free. And 
but I did it and I did so much. This huge line, like a Dwayne Johnson the <laughs> line in Pain and Gain. And I couldn't feel my face for days. I couldn't sleep. But it, <laughs> but it was so good. <laughs> it was so good. It was so bad. It was in the back. And it was just like, uh, I couldn't. I was like, uh, it was this. My first, and it was just, I was like, that's the last, the first, it was huge. And it's a lot, and no, it was never the last time. So now you're that's, discovering how the other side lives. Yes. Cool. And and it's, and I'm discovering new cultures and I'm discovering, I long for, like I completely was able to drop my preconceived ideas of the world and life and everything. And that's why I learned quite a lot okay. and a quick time. Travel does that. And that's why, like, it was still fucking amazing. Did you ever end up I'm in not going to say it was not amazing. Yeah. It was awesome. I would do it over <laughs> any exactly time. the same, any time. Three years later, Bahamas, Caribbean, like, I actually did well. Like, I got work, I got promoted. Uh, my work ethic was strong. Uh, didn't change in, the, in that sense. I got a thing for a TV show. But I started doing partying now. And uh, using Molly and going out and... It's just work hard. Yo, Molly is basically MD, MDMA in America. Okay. So, but it's a mix. So it's just this, they call it a white girl drug. Obviously, my DOC was cocaine and alcohol, especially whiskey. And and that that was my thing, was my combination. It also made me feel almost smart. You know, it made me feel like classy in a way. Like I can manage with this. I'm not hungover and I can... I could continue working and it's work hard, play hard, work hard, play hard. It's that whole motto. Everybody does it. Uh, South Florida is a, is a party place. Some of the owners also. And like coming from that background, it was like a, a, a huge turnover. Latin America as well. It was awesome because, but that was another thing where I just saw warm people and a warm culture, but they still had that spiritual thing and they still go to church and they still, but they practiced it differently. Okay. And that's where I learned that there's no such thing as the right way. Okay. There's such a thing as many ways. Oh, cool. And yeah. that's where I started to learn that, you know what? Maybe that is what it is. And the older people weren't as serious. They were more like, tranquilo, you know, like, in, so it was like, you know, relax. Look at, you know, and they were more yeah. like, I'm this old. I don't take anything serious. Whereas I know my old. All yeah. the people, they not like that. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. You know, our culture is, is very dramatic and, and almost too serious because yeah. I think we have fear. I think fear is also based around that seriousness is based around fear because it's like, if I'm serious, I'm focused on what I learned. Even then, I guess, was that the world is not a set place. Things aren't just set. And I think I was quite lucky to realize that. But even though yes. I was still, I was still questioning and yeah. fucking up, basically, and emotionally not going anywhere, and still feeling stuck, and still calling my my, I would still call my mom there when I was on a downer, and especially with that MD stuff, the Molly is so bad. You feel I think it takes all your serotonin away, Ooh. and you feel like you've been hit by five buses, and. Um, <laughs> And so, so I would have these calls where I would be weeping and she was like, are you sure? You know, you don't want it. Back then, she, they were like, you should maybe come back and go to a treatment center. Yeah. Okay, so, so they knew about the drugs? Well, just the drinking and the okay. behavior, I guess, as well. Because okay. I was cut off from them. Like, I didn't really want to show love and stuff, but I did. Okay. So it was like this 
catch 22 you know what do i do do i love yeah. them or do i not what yeah. do i do I, I had no capacity or idea how to cope with emotions yeah so so i enjoyed to take my emotions away um and i guess it came to that because also by that time i assaulted my dad when I, before i left okay i hit back in a way you know and well now, and you're, just now you're a big guy yes and i was trying to help him and it was just the same behavior. It wasn't everything was just a circle, yeah. and it never stopped. And that's why I did it. It was like enough. I don't. Anyway, and that he couldn't understand it. But after that, he went to stuff and he went to see. And it was you know, um, was hard for him, my dad. It's hard for me, and hard for my mom because everybody played. Are you the only child? No, I have a sister as well. Okay. And oh she, yes, I do know that. She also. F- fell out of the the, the okay. nest so to say if you want to call it that but i do love her i love them all actually okay and i do know that a lot of the pain we've survived it now and it's a new journey that we yeah. have together and i call them we talk we do things not as much i'm not feeling because i know i love them yeah and i know they love me and i you know you don't have to fake it anymore you don't have to, yes. to go through through the through the symbolism of doing things no. to prove that you do. Exactly. That's interesting. The self-love I as well. I suppose that's possibly... It freaks my mother out that I have a brother who lives in Durbanville. And we speak on an irregular basis and we see each other on an irregular basis. But it freaks my mother out that we don't see each other a lot. We, the need is... We love each other dearly, but we don't have that need. We don't have to, 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 hang, to hang with each other exactly. to pretend that, that, that we're that close. Yeah, exactly. That's but exactly. I know that, that the minute that I need somebody, he mm. will be there for me. Awesome. And, 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 yeah. and the same. That's a healthy, it's a healthy sibling relationship. Yeah. I have my grandma, but that is, the, that's my, at the moment, she's my pillar. And yeah, like for me, coming back from, from that journey, I could so say. So how long ago did you return? How long were you in? Two years. I was, like, I was like three and a half years. Okay, that you were there. Yes, but okay. I also got onto a reality TV show. Okay. Oh, yes, let, let's get to that. Yes. <laughs> so it's called Below Deck. It's also about working on the yachts. So my life has also been, it's been lucky, unlucky, lucky, unlucky. But who's, I guess, isn't? I guess I was very lucky to be uh, given the opportunity to do it. I took it and I got a big ego as a result. And uh, <laughs> so and, much honesty. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for. Your I don't honesty. have to. I don't have to lie. I just say I did get a big ego, um, and it it was definitely something that that, that I, um, you know, going out there and would, everybody would know me. Girls would buy me drinks. Mm-hmm. People would just give me pulls, and it was like quite ridiculous. I think that is when I partied the most after that okay. because it was so easy and it was an event mm. every floor it was just like events 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 okay. events invites oh invites word. invites invites and and then i started stopped getting your jobs because of that and also because of my name now and also i did a trip to south america and said like i did in central america and i did a like a sort of a backpacking journey with a friend and so, so I, I was quite rough. I would probably be drunk most of the time. Okay. Like I was, I thought it was funny to be so drunk, and amusing, and st- like like a show almost, yeah. and and that, that I could like just. And no, I wish they would even do cocaine, 
in like scallopies if I like in the dark if with with like there was this one chick I met and she also on did the show. it. No, oh, no, no, okay, no, 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 no. On the show, I just drank. Okay. There's no and and I and that's what I, and I smoke weed I, once. You it, always find well, that one it, person that you that makes it easier for you to do it. Yeah. And that's how I did it on that that trip. Is like actually did it just with her. We would do quite a lot alone and share and whatever and and get um, because it's quite tricky. You've got to try and talk to the locals yeah, and the, the and some areas there. It's not that accessible. It was just also like the friend I was with didn't actually like it. So I didn't want to, I didn't want to act like I was doing it. For me, it was just the game. It was fun. Because I think I was so yeah. like I was so dev like I had such a devil in me that it was like <laughs> I can get away with this. And me it was as like well. a challenge yeah. in a way. But it's true what you're it's saying. It's all that naughtiness the whole time. Yes, that mis- mischievous yeah. act, and like that, that. That's the whole thing. Is I think it 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 made it sort of like oh I'm getting away with this. Yes. But at the end of the day, what is the point? After all of this, going back to this, my visa was stolen. I felt very depressed about that because I didn't get a ten one a ten year one again. I only got a one year visa, so it gave me stress when I kept, went back and I had to look for work. Um, but it was just the show that was they were doing recordings. They didn't really pay me at all, so I just had to be there so that they could f- decide we need to record you in front of a green screen, and it was just like so much tension and then like both couldn't sign me because I had to fly. It was just. Difficult. Okay. So my luck turned, and so with it also I, I continued to go out, and I was lost. Eh? There, there was a difficult. It was like I didn't know what to do. Boats on getting give me. So I, I decided let me try to do the acting thing. Let me try to get an agency there, uh, producers or whatever. I, and I went to Miami. I got this lady that actually helped me for a bit. Well, not really. She was also scaly as hell. <laughs> so I ended up. I got. I saved through the day worker that I was doing and I came back and I had investments but I wanted to go back like I didn't want to I was like fuck South Africa boring okay. yeah. it's like that was my attitude and oh parents even worse yeah. so I was like this ungrateful you know it's ungrateful also reality mm. as a friend of mine always says reality used to be a friend of mine mm. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a good one that's awesome and and uh, and, yeah, and it's also humility you know coming back I was resentful extremely. I took it out on my parents, everything. And even they had like a holiday in the Transkei book and every, they were very nice. Letting me stay at their place, eat, like while I'm supposedly getting ready to get back onto the yachts yeah. as well and getting a visa, trying to look for work. But then I decided I'm going to start a travel business. Yeah, South African travel kit. Okay. Um, when, so when that's, we were when, in the Trans- that's when it happened. Yeah, that, that's, that's when, when I, the idea started. Yes. Okay. Oh, because I was starting my Instagram following. Was my social media following okay. was quite big then, and because I, I went on it for the show. Before that, I was never on in social media, and I got a good following, and I started posting travel photos, and I had this hashtag called African oh, Travel okay. Kid, and oh, was, that's how it yes. happened. Okay, so people cool. started messaging yeah. me, and it was like, how, and they're like, how you have this fun, and and I was like, cool, maybe Emil, you should show them. Yeah. And that's like boom. Okay, and cool. I came back here and I was quite in, inspired by being in, in the Trans Skies. Like, well, I thought, you know, because I really think, thought South America was nice. And I was like, this is fucking amazing. Mm. We've got a gold mine here. This is. We have an amazing country. This is amazing. Amazing, amazing. The country. nature here is mm. so profound. 
it's like powerful it's so much energy and and that is why i was like this is this is where this is actually where it's happening and i realized there that's what i'd rather want to do okay and so but obviously then i had this huge party habit following me around so you're now still <laughs> in addiction yes okay. i'm still in addiction full-blown addiction and i did you realize you had a problem at that stage oh no so it was just kind of i mean me la party hard i party hard yeah okay cool. and i drink I drink whiskey all like I want a drip of I want like a bottle <laughs> I want a drip yes single malt. I want to be able to yes and it's got to be good quality at least mm-hmm. you know like at least scotch and it's very pretentious and then I'm like I'm an artist so I'm like I can be I can be like and because I almost want to show Afrikaans people that there's something else yeah. and like I wanted to be this profess to them like this prophet of like you guys are so dire and boring and dull <laughs> and you can't even, you know, there's almost this thing. And I was like, then I was like, I'm special as well. Oh, okay. So then I'm like, Ooh, telling now you're people, special oh, and now I'm special Fabulous. and different. <laughs> yes. And, and, and I'm going to tell these people like, they don't know fuck all. I've been, and I have these people that are following me and I became like, this is that. And you're not, and just fighting with everybody and just, doing ridiculous things, shameful things towards my family um, and disrespecting them completely where it's unnecessary. They have to actually changed. They've actually gone far in their lives and progressed. And I did not want to see it. I did not want to allow, but it was good that I came and it happened as well because that brought me back here. It brought me back to Stellenbosch and I got this girlfriend or I had like three in the time. Like that's also, and I don't normally, I'm not, uh, I'm more of a, I concentrate on what I'm, I, I want to think about that later in life when I have certain things that I've achieved. So, so to me, that's, that was ridiculous. You know, while I'm starting a business and I just party, went to festivals. I had to recover for two, three days. So I like literally just two days with my brain. And that, and then it basically led to me getting into a car accident with the school. Uh, escaping it, unscathed, just a car, didn't go to jail, didn't go, and I was I couldn't recall it. Oh I had to be told that by the next the next morning by my mom, and I was like, ah, oh, you know, I was negative, and then I was like, Emil, this is it, you have to book in, and, okay. and then I called the places, I looked up, and I booked myself in. Okay, so you made the decision that yes. the time has come. Yes. Okay. I made the decision. I then I knew, but I still even because I booked. So that weekend, so so how powerless I am. <laughs> that weekend, I still went out and partied, <laughs> and even and I, so I drank be- before while my went, husband was in the yeah. room busy packing my bags. I was in the kitchen. Oh wow! Yeah, that's yeah, that's true. That, that's what we do. Yes, it's, and and I'm like, nah, I'm gonna meet this hot rehab chick, and I'm gonna be able to control my drinking, and I'm gonna be able to control everything. Man, did I get a reality <laughs> rude check. awakening. Yes. And I realized that there's, I realized there's a way better way. Yeah. By go, seeing that there's 12 steps, there's fellowships, there's ways to actually really excel at life and to yeah. get life. And Can we just quickly yeah. freeze there for a second? I just quickly want to kind of summarize Emil the, Emil the Wild Years. Yes. <laughs> so, yes, Emil early mid 20s living the good life traveling meeting a lot of new people drinking mm. a lot using a lot of drugs but it sounds as if there was also a 
a spiritual awareness. Mm. You, you were acutely aware of, of sure. what you were seeing and what you were observing mm. in other people. Mm. Um, was there a search? Yes. Okay. Of, it was this big search because it was like, I think it's that thing as a child, you know, that thing where it's like, I always want to be recognized. I always want to be loved. I've always been a conscious person, I think, in a certain way. But it's very true what you're saying is like I did, I was asking questions, a lot of questions okay. about a lot of things. And I was probably always depressed in that way. Okay. Not not like a, I was always a fucking happy person and I had a laugh and I had a way to mask things and I had a way to always be honest but dishonest, you know? Yeah. Um, and that is where I realized that going and realizing these things and learning and I was because I questioned the shit out of everything okay which is not a bad thing which was probably my savior I guess because that's also how I saw when I ran down when it I was like fuck like this is not possible okay. you cannot do this because I had the ability to say to look at myself and say rock bottom bro yeah that's it okay cool that's no further yeah this is it and I realized my grandpa had a dad that drank ah. and hit his mom. But did my grandpa become an alcoholic? No. Why? He chose. Yeah. And he chose because of his spiritual principles okay, not to do cool, so. Yeah. And that is this kind of things I could see. So I sort of, I knew I was fucking up. Okay. That's how I was fucking up. Yeah. Completely conscious of it, which is weird. I don't know if a lot of... Some people don't. Some people do, I guess. I guess. was aware as well. Yeah. So that's also probably for you mm. then. So it's exactly like you. And it's always like trying to get something out of people as well and trying to get that connection. But I'm so disconnected. How do I know? But yeah. it's just because I'm not connected to myself that I'm trying to find connection with everybody else. Yeah. And and that's, I think, hmm. that's why even the, the TV stuff and the Instagram, all of that also was even worse for me. At the self, I had this empty feeling of self and this of, of accomplishment. That didn't make me happy. What is going to make me happy? Yeah. You know, mm. what, what is happiness? Yeah. was also a big question. And it was whiskey and, and drugs. It was, it was cocaine and whiskey yeah. at the time. It was the only thing. That even the girl at the end, she just started buying me alcohol and, and, and because it re I would be a better person around her. I would show more affection. Because without it, I would be this empty shell. Okay, yeah. Um, and that's now, like, I've, that's crazy, actually, to think how far I think we have come. And I think for myself, I have come into the point of knowing that I, I work this program because it just gives me humility. It's part of the action I need to take, the selfless deeds, the s little small selfless deeds to accomplish humility yeah. is in what I practice through doing the program. So what I'm hearing is that in reality so, you're connected with the 12 steps mm. and you're reconnected with, with a live sense of spirituality. Yes. Something, something that, that you could live that wasn't just a facade. Yes. Okay. Because I, I delved into... Who Emil really is. Yeah. And I... He doesn't have a choice if you work to Delved into... Yeah, I delved into the history and I delved into me. Yeah. That's the biggest thing mm -hmm. is... That me. scary shit to yes. delve into me. Looking at the man in the mirror and actually saying you're a bastard 
but you're also not a bastard yeah and realizing why you are that way and it's like a, it's a, it's a it's quite a intriguing especially because i had so many built-up shit yeah so it was like it was i had a lot, a lot of argument and stuff and also because i was quite because i do also intellectualize quite a lot yeah so that was also a problem for me and i i had a huge self-will huge like <laughs> i went overseas i did these things yeah you telling me you know like i'm this yeah, what do you know that's when i cracked that's when i realized it's my self-will okay. that was keeping me keeping me from progressing because the, the counselors are like fucking hell dude they kicked me <laughs> they kicked me yeah they, they 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 kicked me to the the primary so you know i'll take a new part yeah. like you evolve in the stages yeah. and i guess and, and they're like this guy's going nowhere. He's not, nothing is changing. Okay. And he gave me a lot of literature, a lot of books to read. And they're like, if you don't come with a letter and with a reason and telling us what's, what it is, we're going to kick you out. Oof. Was, yeah. And I was like, motherfucker. And that's one thing is I, I don't <laughs> like failing. Yeah. Like I also don't, so I was like, that's not an option for me. And because I believed, really, I believed I was doing well. I believed I was good okay, i believe yeah. i actually had that self sense of but i'm i'm so great i i emil went to a new country young <laughs> and did all those things yeah. me on my own with like no money and 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 i'm this great you know i had this yeah. really i did the illusion for x amount of days yeah so how can you tell me that i'm not progressing i'm not then, doing well yeah and then but then that was amazing because they 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 that's how you get to me as well yeah I was, yes and I was like okay and I did all the work and it was amazing because I, I enjoyed it I did it and I just couldn't stop writing after that that's also and I started writing I couldn't stop then I realized writing to me is very therapeutic yeah and something I need to do a lot awesome so writing is a spiritual practice oh yes definitely okay that's where I learned that's where I learned that it's myself because the reading thing and I was like this is your, your shit you have this thing that you are better than everybody. Yeah. You're this rising whatever you are. <laughs> you, you you think you're like... The British guy. Yes. Um, Russell Brand. Yes, you think you're a Russell mm. Brand. You're not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, you think you you have all the answers. You think you're so much more... You, you know, you're, you're way more intelligent. Everything. I just had this... My self-will was so strong. I had to like bust it and say, and I'd say to them, guys, it's my self-will. Yeah. And that's they're like, fuck, finally. They questioned it because they were so used to it. Yeah. And and I was like, this is it. Like I I know. Like give me a give me a chance. Please give me a chance. And they did. And that's where all the changes happened. Oh, cool. That's where the big. That's where the biggest change happened for me is that realizing, it's all me. And that's yeah. what I think is, is amazing about it um, and, and the whole process. And writing, nature. Oh, I've yeah. always had a huge affinity towards na- nature because of my grandpa. Cool. So it's, it, it would be like, I'm, I love nature. I love being outdoors, hiking, cycling. Yep. So you're going to make a living from your passion. Exactly. That's excellent. It's that's excellent, excellent, excellent. Because uh, the living that you're now making is, is a through African travel kit. Yes. Which is a travel company. Yes. That's excellent. Cool. And, and it's, yeah, it's all my passion. It's basically taking people. It's, it's about getting people in touch with nature, working with people I love. So, so I was doing that on the yachts. Yeah. I was taking, creating charters and setting things up 
It was amazing. I, I loved it. And also showing somebody that I think is special. And that is, and then seeing them get that same emotional wildness, that okay. like breath. Yeah. And some of them cry afterwards and some of them like, and they have a experience and this business as well like taking people now that are on recovery taking people that are from different backgrounds that want to work that are that are struggling as well but that are willing and hard-working and persistent and that have also overcome yeah. i love it that people that that people can overcome their greatest fears Everything. I don't think there's something more than actually admitting I'm a drug addict or I'm an alcoholic or I've made a failure in my life. Yeah. That's one of the biggest successes I see in people. Mm. I see that as one of the biggest advantages in life because that takes complete self-honesty. You're a it takes fucking warrior. Yes, I you, love that, exactly. Yeah. It takes complete, you know, uh, overall overhaul yeah. of how I live and everything I know and everything I've thought and everything I've done. And I have to change. Yeah. And that's not easy. Listen, um, so what is God for you? Is there something God for you? <laughs> I love this. I, 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 don't, I try to avoid this answer every time people... I, I, I just say I'm spiritual. Cool. But you know what? I've had so many God moments that they... I can call... I call my God, God. Okay, To cool. keep it simple. You know, I don't want to... I don't want to... I don't want to overcomplicate it. Yeah. I don't want to get... Because then I might as well just be something... Anyway, no, I'm not going to overcomplicate it. I just almost said to me, God, one syllable, higher power, four. There Why you don't go. you call it God? I couldn't. I could <laughs> not do it. No. Wow. No. <laughs> no. I'd rather go higher power than God. No. No, I do it. No, no God is... No, God. Yeah. No, so I heard me. you share once about yeah. it, and I was like, "Yo, you took you took a very you had to be very creative about it too." <laughs> <laughs> you, so you were very creative about getting so your. So God for you is living spiritually. So I think living spiritually for you is connection, the spiritual principles. Connection. Oh, there you go. Connection. Love, that is a word that comes up so yeah. often in this podcast. It's awesome. Connection, connection, connection. Exactly, because it's like it's it just makes sense, you know. There's little signs. Yeah. And I do call God, God, because it is the word, but it's the connection and it's living spiritually and it's living with hope and it's living with morals and it's living with good intentions and it's getting with, it's, and that's also my business. I want that to be it. A currency, what is the value? People know prices now, it's like yeah. the price of everything and the value of nothing. I value values and that's what I've realized now is value of values is okay. way more important than the value of any materialistic thing. If your intentions are good, that's actually it. Yeah. That's your connection. If you feel like you're connected to nature and, and you're connected to the moment, yeah. I think that is what is, is possible. That makes a lot of good things happen and possible. And we as a, a civilization, we're, as a whole, I think we've gone wrong, is... We aren't searching for connection. We are now consumers. And we're yeah. searching for a escape. Ah. Because that is what's happened with our world. Is we escape. We escape in mm. our goods. We escape in our in everything. So everything is into a screen. Yes, into that is a possible. The oh my god. Escape these days. I, I went to a fascinating <laughs> chat on Sunday of digital cocaine. Oh. 
Oh yeah. Very interesting chat. Very interesting. Man. Which has freaked me out because it was actually part of a church service. Yes. So I found myself sitting in a church service suddenly. <laughs> And you enjoyed it. <laughs> and you enjoyed it. It was so funny. So I was with a, with a fellow in recovery and he said to me, okay, so we stay. Yes. But the minute somebody crawls out under my under my chair speaking languages, I'm leaving. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but listen to me. God, you've so chatted. Okay, thumbs yes. up. Okay, great. Thank you this so much. This was absolutely bloody awesome. awesome. Thank you very, very much I'd for taking the time, for taking the effort. Yeah. But anyway, listen, awesome. thank you so very much. It was awesome. I'm so glad you, that you've done this. Awesome. Have a lovely thank day. Thank you so much. Sure. Cool. As you can hear from our chat, Emil is a very energetic and passionate young man. I had to work hard to edit our conversation into a shortened version of everything we got to talk about. I love Emil's spirit of embracing this new way of life while working very hard on African Travel Kit, his recovery and his studies. I wish I still had that amount of energy. I also wish him all the success in the world. If you have any feedback or remarks, please feel free to pop me an email or connect on social media. It will be great to hear from you. If you want to know more about what I do, please feel free to connect with me on my website which is www.freddy.org.za or find me on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash freddy.org.za forward slash or on Twitter at at Rensburg Freddy. Remember that Freddy is always spelt with an IE at the end. I want to thank you for listening. Be safe. Bye.